I've got a friend who's had his ups and downs in the spiritual life. He's wrestled with Christian beliefs quite a bit, sometimes stronger, sometimes weaker. Even so, there's one particular way he's always been an example to me in Christian practice. I'll tell you what it is coming up next. Helping you grow deeper on your spiritual journey. Welcome to The Inner Life with Patrick Conley. Hello, friends. I'm Patrick Conley, and this is The Inner Life. Thank you for joining us as we venture together into a deeper, more abiding life with Jesus. It's good that you are here. So I've been friends with this guy that I referred to for decades. He's one of my closest friends, and although he's battled with sincere doubt and disbelief, he continues in the struggle. And I can see the Lord continuing to work in his life. But as I said, there's always been one way that he's been an example to me. When we pray together, he almost inevitably begins his prayers with, Lord, I thank you for... And that, I think, is a great way of beginning a prayer. Lord, I thank you for. In fact, it has become so instilled in him that sometimes he says, Lord, I thank you for, and he has to pause and think of what to say next. It just comes out of him. So he has to think, all right, what am I thankful for? One of the things that's so great about this way of beginning prayer is that it begins with, gratitude, which I think is the fundamental posture that we need to adopt as God's daughters and sons. St. Paul himself writes in 1 Thessalonians, Rejoice always, pray without ceasing. In all circumstances give thanks, for this is the will of God for you in Christ Jesus. Today on the show we're exploring gratitude, and specifically its relationship to generosity. How do we maintain an attitude of thankfulness, and how does that open us up to being generous? Our spiritual director for this hour is Father Michael Martin, a Franciscan priest and the pastor of St. Philip Benizi in Jonesboro, Georgia. Father, thanks for being with us. Patrick, I thank you for having me on, uh, on the program today. Yeah, what a great way to start any prayer is in thanksgiving um, absolutely so and we're starting the show with some thanksgiving it. yeah exactly <laughs> right yeah it's good it's good stuff indeed very good well uh father we we've, we've all probably have some idea of course on what it is to be grateful what it is to be thankful and that sort of thing but um how do we how do we really start to cultivate that i mean and is there a specific christian or catholic way of looking at gratitude yeah, you know, I think um, we we always begin, if you think about Jesus's primary mission uh, on earth was to uh, point us toward the Father. And and so the more that we put our eyes on, on the Father, the more that we see God uh, in our lives, I think the more uh, we we begin to cultivate that sense of gratitude. We can't help but do that, given the fact that the more we focus on God's goodness and we start to see the the bounty of uh, you know our created lives and appreciate you know where that comes from, there can't be gratitude when when we when we don't have a focus upon the Father, because ultimately. Um, if we're focused upon ourselves or on you know some other dynamics, 
then you know the uh, the, the gratitude is is diminished, or it's 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 certainly less pronounced when we we think that we've done it ourselves. So I really believe that the foundation of of gratitude has to be from the perspective of do I appreciate the role of God in you know in the big things so starting with you know really big questions about life helps us to realize uh, a deeper sense of gratitude in the more granular experiences of everyday life mm. right and as it points us beyond ourselves that we are you know we are recipients uh, st paul also writes you know what do you have that is not a gift that we are recipients right. of everything that we have I can see that it is a fundamental practice and have long believed that this is a fundamental practice of the Christian faith. So when we start to be grateful for everything, how does that nurture our relationship with the Lord? Yeah, you know, it, in, in some ways, it's, um, it's a little bit of a yin and yang, you know what I mean, where the one does the other that does the other that does the other, you know, and so... Mm. Um, I, I think as we recognize our own um, or being on the receiving end of things that have been graciously given to us, things that we haven't deserved necessarily, or things over which we have absolutely no control that are blessings, the, the more we, we focus upon those things, the more our mind automatically says, how'd this happen? And, and who's responsible for this? And so the blessing points us to God. And then the more we focus upon God, the more we're aware of who he is and how he is operative uh, in our world. And then our eyes continue to see more and more blessing. You know, so it, the one feeds the other in a continuous, in a continuous circle. But the, the challenge for us, I think, in, in our everyday lives is sin distorts that, you know, where yeah. we begin to um, misunderstand uh, the, the things that we have in our lives or we misunderstand who God is. And either way, uh, we end up less grateful. Mm -hmm. So as we talk about cultivating gratitude in our lives it's, I am aware, and you were just starting to get at this, Father, I am aware that there are a number of temptations away from it. There's a temptation of, uh, you mentioned before, of dessert, you know, that we, we deserve this, or we worked for this, or we earned this. And it's not that those things are false, right? But it, it's more that we're not acknowledging that uh, there is, there's a divine role in all of this, and that there is something that is given to us, and that for which, again, we need to be grateful. Am I on the right track there? I think so. I mean, I, I think one area where, you know, maybe in the last 20 years, maybe longer, uh, where as a culture we've begun to stray a bit is the, you know, the over-focus upon uh, the words right and respect. And what, what I mean by that, certainly, we all have inalienable <laughs> rights without a doubt. Um, and we all are, are certainly respectable and uh, should be respectful uh, of others. At the same time, there's a lack of humility that is at the core 
of an overblown focus upon my rights and respect that I'm deserved um, that uh, twists some some basic realities about the human person that keep us from appreciating that what what we are the rights that we have have been given to us they we've been endowed with them by our creator and so again everything has to have that greater uh, that greater context and so the more i focus upon myself the more i uh, find myself uh, incapable of being as grateful as i could be or my gratitude is misplaced you know it's it's placed in in uh, other ways or other persons or other realities that really um, that really cannot deliver you know and uh, ultimately you know and and so I think um, each and every day we, we have to first of all acknowledge what trips us up from real gratitude and that I believe is uh, is that lack of humility and then what cultivates it is the the deeper sense of who I am as a person and you know how did I get here and what are my inherent flaws and and, and so just an honesty that brings about humility that then fosters that gratitude so again I, I would just I would really place humility at at the center of uh, of the capacity to cultivate real gratitude mm. Our spiritual director today, Father Michael Martin, Franciscan priest and pastor of St. Philip and Easy in Jonesboro, Georgia. And we're talking about gratitude, and we will get on to gratitude and its relationship to generosity. But if you find yourself thankful, if you are generally a thankful person, if you have been cultivating an attitude of thankfulness within your own life, if you are grateful and you have a ways of suggesting about how you have grown in that, give us a call. We'd love to hear from you. 888-914-9149 is our phone number here at The Inner Life. 888-914-9149. Or send us an email, innerlife at relevantradio.com. So, Father, I love the idea of humility, of honesty. There are ways of into that. But, of course, it's hard to just wake up one morning and say, I'm going to be humble. <laughs> so are there, are there specific, maybe one or two or three practical things that we can do to kind of grow in this virtue of humility, to grow in our honesty before the Lord, to, with the end goal, of course, of growing in gratitude? Yeah, you know, it's interesting. Um, I think it was G.K. Chesterton who, uh, who said that the doctrine of, the, uh, of original sin is the only uh, uh, dogma of the church that's empirically evident. And, and I, I think that uh, the reason I, I think of that is because um, when we do get up and we, we are eyes wide open to who we are when we look in the mirror, I think that um, we will see the, the cracks. We'll see the, the, the ways in which we're not at peace, that we're, we desire something greater than, than what we have. And our whole life is a story of that search. If, if we're honest with ourselves, we see each and every day, um, you know, that, that, that we're desiring something beyond ourselves. I, at mass this morning, the, 
the gospel, Jesus from John, Jesus asks uh, um, the disciples, you know, what are you looking for? You know, he kind of asks them, why are they pursuing him? And, uh, and, and I, I think if we were to ask ourselves that question more and more, in other words, why do I do what I do? What really moves me? What's at the heart of my desire today at work or with my family or in, you know, pursuing this or that thing in life, whatever it might be? What am I really seeking? The more we ask that question in honesty, the more we'll discover the that sort of gaping need within us for something greater than ourselves. And the fact that we're drawn towards something greater that cannot be satisfied here allows us, first and foremost, to be humbled by uh, our place in the world. And secondly, to then realize that, hey, you know, if I am made for something greater, I, I didn't create that within myself. God has made me for himself. And so to find a way to give thanks that I'm called into the divine life. I mean, think about that. You know, just, yeah. just in, in that sense, I think I can't help but get grateful that, you know, I've been called to sit at the table, you know, in the front seat. You know, I've been called to, to be right there at, at the right hand of the Father. Uh, through the intercession of Jesus. So um, I, I do think that empirically we can look at our everyday lives and see in humility um, that uh, how we're made and what we're made for and find a, a real deep and abiding sense of gratitude that says, I'm destined for greatness. May not be necessarily in this life, but I am destined for something really great. And that's not of my own creation. Again, our spiritual director today, Father Michael Martin, Franciscan priest and pastor of St. Philip and in Jonesboro, Georgia. Father, let's take a phone call. We've got Jen who's calling in from West Bend, Wisconsin. Jen, thanks for calling in. Thank you for taking my call. Um, yeah, I just got done teaching my 7th, 8th grade class. I teach at a Christian school, and we read at The Hiding Place by Corey Ten Boom. It's our story of um, as a Christian in the Holocaust and uh, she t- speaks directly to the, the fact of, and her sister reminds her as they're sitting in a camp that not to look just for gratitude in the good things, but that God calls us to look, to be grateful in everything and to find things. And they sit there and they look through, they have this conversation back and forth about, you know, why are we thankful for this camp? because we're together. Why are we thinking? And it gets down to, well, why are you thankful for the fleas that are in this, in, infesting our, our barracks? And it ends up being, that they're able to end up, it's that the piece of hope that comes from being grateful, not just in freedom or in the things that we are naturally grateful for. And to be able to teach my students that, that, that is where our hope comes from, from God, but also that he teaches us in his word to be grateful in everything and to search out moments and parts of our lives to be grateful, even when there's struggle is so huge. 
Father Mike, what do you think about that? What do you? Um... Yeah, Jen, Jen, thank you so much for sharing that. I, I think you're you're spot on that um, we are uh, we have programmed ourselves to be myopic a bit when it comes to gratitude in relegating it simply to the um, you know the greenwood when when everything is going great or when you know the sun is shining or you know I something great happens in my life and um, the while not in some sense of um, you know in some negative sort of self uh, abnegation at all but rather to uh, to say that God's presence is what truly uh, blesses my life and that's what I am ultimately grateful for that's what I ultimately desire and that presence can be found in in misery that's the nature of and it's so it's so prophetic in the church embracing the symbol of the cross from earliest times as the symbol of our faith that reminding us that in the cross God's presence is perfectly real and for that we can be grateful even in the horror of uh, of atrocity that you know that 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 you reference there as well and so um you know got be you got to put your uh, um you know put on your your big boy pants you know and and if you're going to live life uh, fully you know and you can't just say well you know we're, we're only going to we're only going to be grateful when things are going really really well no i i can find gratitude wherever because my god uh is with me in all things and calls me as uh jen pointed out calls me to be grateful in all things great suggestion there jen uh and we'll put that i'll nick our producer will put that in the show notes a link to hiding place the hiding place by Corey tenboom and i believe father simon references that book a lot as well so yes great way of looking at it and 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 the father you were saying of being thankful even the great in the face of great atrocity and great suffering great uh travail that that do those those times do come up in our lives um, so gratitude isn't uh, isn't for the faint of heart, like you said. <laughs> Big boy pants are required. So, exactly. Yeah, let's advice. do that. Let's do that. Jen, thanks for the call. We're going to go now to Mary, who's calling in from Raleigh, North Carolina. Mary, welcome to The Inner Life. Yes, good afternoon. I'm a mother of three and a wife, and I was telling the screen caller that um, at dinner I invariably try to ask the kids, and who are now actually some young adults, but regardless, what are you grateful for today? And invariably, I get the answers, you know, for doing well on a test, for PRing in track, you know, whatever the case may be. And I'm realizing after listening to Father's reflections just a few minutes ago that I need to rephrase my question. What are you grateful to God for that happened to you today? Um, to give them a, a sense of humility and, and that whole sense of he greater than I you know, semblance um, that, that, that it's not just them who did well. It it wasn't by their means alone that they did well on that test or their means alone that they PR'd. It was on God's, you know, charism of giving them wisdom or God's charism of giving them leadership and strength. So I I, I want, I'm just going to think about that tonight when I ask the question. 
You know, Mary, that's um, that, that's such a great way to take an action step in uh, in faith that can really um, be a difference maker um, for you and for your family by um, reframing uh, gratitude not uh, just solely around accomplishment, but but rather around the gratuitous nature of when we have been blessed. We're grateful that things happen in our lives over which we have absolutely nothing to, you know, no, no reason to claim as, as our own. You know, I think for myself that I've been blessed in my life. I enjoy preaching uh, very much. And, um, you know, people tell me that, you know, <laughs> Again, I'm sure there are people that don't like my homilies, but you know, people have told me that you know I I, I preach well and they they enjoy uh, listening uh, to my preaching, and and I oftentimes think to myself, who am I that Lord that you should give me that grace? Like I don't sure I work at it without a doubt, but I don't know why you've singled me out for that gift. It, it, I don't deserve it. I'm not, you know, I, I, I'm a little in awe of it. And, and so I think that, you know, when we, when we allow the gratuitousness of, of gratitude, um, to be at the, the focus of, of our, uh, of our search, we, we find ourselves, um, less, taken by our own accomplishment. And then it, it just allows us to also be open to God's goodness in our lives, even when we haven't accomplished or even in our failure. Well, thank you so much, Mary. Thank you for the call and for the suggestion. Great thing to ask your kids uh, at dinner or at any time. We don't have to save that just for Thanksgiving dinner. No, you can do it anytime. What are you grateful for that God has given you today? Our spiritual director today, again, Father Michael Martin, Franciscan priest, and talking about gratitude. And we're just about to roll into its relationship with generosity, but how it can actually bring forward in our lives more of that Christ-likeness that is giving of self. If you are finding that gratitude is a struggle, and you have some questions about how to cultivate in your own life, or if you have these ways like Jen and Mary have shared about how to cultivate gratitude in your own life, give us a call, ask the question, give us your testimony, 888-914-9149, 888-914-9149, or send us an email, relevantradio.com. We're going to take a short break, but we'll be back with more right after this. Today, we'd like to thank Priscilla, who is listening in California, for donating her Pontiac Firebird. You can join thousands of other listeners in donating old vehicles by visiting relevantradio.com slash car. That's relevantradio.com slash car. about today here on the show is being grateful, gratitude, and its relationship specifically with generosity. Our spiritual director for the hour is Father Michael Martin, Franciscan priest and pastor of St. Philip Benizi in Jonesboro, Georgia. 
Let's get into that a little bit, Father. What's the relationship between gratitude and generosity? How does that function? I I think, and I'm grateful. I'm grateful. I'm grateful <laughs> that uh, that you uh, organized today's program, uh, beginning with gratitude and then moving to generosity, because I do think it's a prerequisite. So, you really can't have generosity without first uh, having a, a spirit of gratitude that um, once you know take take gratitude off the table and generosity makes no sense it really mm. doesn't and so uh, for those of us who find ourselves struggling to be generous um, we we probably need to ask ourselves what's the extent of our our gratitude in in any way and so the one the one sets up the other. If if we are called um, to be generous, uh, we we do that first and foremost by realizing how generously we have uh, received from you know from certainly from God. And so that's where I think um, the the heart of of generosity uh, has to really flow out of uh, this sense of. Um, I have been given, and and so I give. You know, we we talk a lot about mercy, and uh, in particular, a lot of times, folks when they come to confession talk about, you know, a person that they're having a hard time forgiving. And I always, you know, frame my response around. I say, you know, isn't it beautiful that we come to this sacrament, and we stand before the Lord, broken as we are, and we say, Lord. I beg you to love me and accept me in my brokenness and to forgive me. And, and, and Jesus does so beautifully. And because he does, when we in gratitude reflect on that, then we're more generous with our ability to be merciful to others, to share that generosity because you know, others are asking the same thing of us. They've hurt us, and they don't necessarily deserve forgiveness. None of us deserves forgiveness. But because I have been forgiven, I want to share it. So had I not first, you know, recognized in gratitude that gift of mercy, it would be much more difficult for me to, you know, self-generate that kind of mercy for others. Yeah. And of course, the thing that immediately comes to mind to me for this as an illustration of it is um, from Luke chapter 7, right? The sinful woman who visits Jesus when he's having dinner with the Pharisee and uh, just is so generous with Jesus, whereas the Pharisee, Simon, was not, right? And so Jesus points right. her out and says, yeah, um, whoever whoever uh, loves or has been forgiven much loves much and whoever has been forgiven little, loves little. Now, it's my understanding, Father, that it's not that uh, those who have little to be forgiven for are therefore going to love little, but really it's a call to recognize, like you were just saying, how great the Lord's mercy has been in my life, that I, all of us, have great things to be forgiven for, right? Yeah, and, and again, who of us is going to stand up and say, oh, I have little to be <laughs> <laughs> to be forgiven for, you know. I think you know, James like, has and, something to say about that, yeah. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and I, I think that, that um, you know, if, if we're seeing our lives as just a series of actions 
you know, and when we, you know, make some sort of computation in a linear sort of way of, okay, I did this this many times and that that many times. Well, again, you can, you know, minimize it and say, well, I've only committed three sins. And in the past, I might have committed 13 sins. So really, I'm doing much better. And so I really don't need that much mercy. Stop it. Just just stop right there because you you have missed the whole nature of relationship with Jesus and what he's calling us to and the depth of relationship that he's calling us to and how if we're so focused on our own actions um, as, as some sort of, you know, on, on some sort of scoreboard, then we have missed the heart of, you know, an omission of the, you know, the greater call to give of our lives more fully uh, to Christ in love. And, and that, that omission is in, in need of mercy greatly, you know. So, yeah, I, I, I don't think that that should be our, our concern, you know, like, but, right. but rather, you know, to, to realize how unbelievably generous God is and, um, and the gratitude that, that uh, shows us that and that reinforces um, that is at the heart, I think, of the Eucharist. You know, that's, that's what we're there to do. Exactly, which again, in and of itself, means Thanksgiving, right, yep. Eucharist? And yep. yeah, and uh, it's illustrative of one of my, if not my favorite Bible verse, certainly one of them, which is that uh, God shows He proves His love for us, and that while we were still sinners, that's right. when Christ died for us. And right. and it goes back to what you were saying before, Father, about taking a good, honest look in the mirror. You know, doing a great kind of thorough examination of conscience. And if we're attempted along those lines, which I think we all are from time to time anyway, and think that, yeah, I don't really have that, that many things to confess. Um, you know, maybe we're contemplating, should I, should I go to confession this week? Uh, well, I don't really have that many things. Yeah, maybe it's time to, yeah. <laughs> to get out a more thorough examination of conscience and, and let's right. look at that. Yeah, very good. Our spiritual director today, again, Father Michael Martin, grateful that he is here. And grateful gratitude is what we're talking about. If you have a story about how gratitude has grown in your own life, perhaps how it's propelled you to be more generous. It's it's actually your gratitude. You've seen how it's played into a growth and generosity in your life. We'd love to hear from you. Or maybe you have a question about how, how to grow in gratitude or generosity. Call us up. 888-914-9149. 888-914-9149. So again, Father, just looking at the other side of the coin and what we're up against in some of this. Um, selfishness is... Uh, yeah, I mean it's it's everywhere. It's ubiquitous, right? I mean we we encounter it everywhere, and and most especially we can see it. I hope in our own hearts that there's this attitude of selfishness that oftentimes pervades what we do. What are some of the ways of recognizing selfishness and then combating it? Yeah, you know I think that um, it begins by uh, us first asking ourselves what do we really believe about the created world and, um, and, and God's role in it. And I, I think um, in, in many instances, we have a, a real scarcity mentality. And, um, you know, we think because it's a finite world that, um, that the, the, the richness of life is finite. Uh, and that only takes into account the 
you know, the material world. It doesn't take into account the spiritual world and the infinite blessing that the spiritual world offers. And so what what happens is, for many of us, is that our sense of the, the finiteness of, of the material world puts us in a, uh, a mentality that's, you know, again, almost genetic, that says, I've, I've only got so much, and so I've got to prepare for the winter, and, you know, I, and I got to build bigger barns, you know, that I, I may not have what I need to get through. And now I'm starting to see everything in my life like a pie, you know, and so I start splitting the pie up and I say, okay, I have this much for this and that much for that. And, you know, here's how I divide this finite amount of goodness. Mm -hmm. And that, that perspective is so pervasive in our, almost in our DNA, the, the broken DNA, that we, we begin to see um, all of our world re- relative to ourselves. And, and that's really the nature, the nature of selfishness. And so the more we break that, uh, that paradigm down and say, I believe in, in a God of plenty. I don't believe in a God of scarcity. I believe in a God of unfathomable richness and unfathomable goodness, that the more I do that, the more I find myself um, sort of making real that same mentality in my own way of life. That because I'm created that way, I want to live that way. I want to live, you know, not believing that just there's only so much to go around. And culturally, man, you know, it's so crazy to listen. I, 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 driving in the car, listening on the radio, and and you, you hear, uh, you know, advertisements that say, during these difficult times, we blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And do I believe these are difficult times for some people? Sure. But not for the vast majority of us. Stop it. We're living in the richest country and the richest time in human history. You know, we, we have resources that we waste that are incredible. I, you know, sir, we're talking the other day, you know, uh, dinner, you know, that the, the, I think the statistic is something like 20% of all of the food that is, uh, that is grown in this country is thrown away. 20%. Wow. I mean, I, and I, there's lots of reasons for that, and I don't want to go down that rabbit hole, but my point is, is that, um, what makes us selfish is a broken paradigm of the human experience, of reality. Mm-hmm. And, and we have got to get a fuller experience that is not just material, but it's also spiritual, and that's rooted in a God who is infinite. And, yeah. and that should be the paradigm by which we operate in both the spiritual and the material world. It seems like we have a lot of examples of that in the, in the communion of saints, right? Oh. These founders who would build tremendous things, um, because they they saw that the resources of God are infinite, of course, and they they just bought into that, so to speak. I mean, they just said, "Look, I serve my heavenly Father, has everything, and so why do I need to be afraid of the limitations of uh, of finances or 
time. And those, I would say, are probably two of the things that I personally and I would think much of humanity struggle with when it comes to the temptation towards selfishness is is finances and time. And so just looking that a little bit further, too, um, looking at thing, thing, I'm thinking of uh, the widow's might from Mark chapter 12. You know, Jesus and his disciples watching people as they put their offerings into the treasury. And this widow comes up and throws in just two small coins. And Jesus comments, right? He says, look, that's she's thrown in more than anybody else. Why? Because she gave out of her poverty. And uh, that's an example of generosity that it's it's tough. I'm, if I'm honest, Father, it's tough to think, okay, am I willing to give till it hurts? So what are we to take from that? I mean, what is the the... Uh, the, I guess the overarching goal here when it comes to being generous. Yeah, you know, Patrick, I think that that uh, scripture passage um, leaves us the blessing of being able to understand the widow in so many different contexts because it doesn't really give us the full story. And when when that when scripture leaves us that kind of creative ability, so many more people are welcomed into the into the story. You know, all of us are welcomed in, right. and we can all be the widow because, in many ways, all of us have been in a in a circumstance where we didn't think we had enough, uh, and. We were we we saw ourselves or others saw us as, you know, disadvantaged in some form or fashion, and I I like thinking about, you know, what when she left her her home or wherever she was staying, mm-hmm. you know, she planned to take that, to place that that wasn't some. You know, it, it, again, maybe it was. Maybe it was just all of a sudden she sort of just thought, "Man, I I, I want to do this." But I have the sense that that she planned it. You know, that I want to give this, and there was purpose, and there was delight. You know, and so without so much of the detail in that story, we can imagine uh, such a vast array of be- beauty and diversity in in that experience, and then apply it to our own lives. And say, you know, do we have to be down to our last two coins or, you know, how do we want to, you know, are are we just supposed to, um, you know, empty our pockets uh, on a moment's notice or something? I I don't think that that really is is germane. Sure, that's part of it. But I I think it can be something where we we plan a little bit better how to be uh, generous you know, almost ridiculously generous. And that's, that's how this is seen. I, I, I often um, gave a talk back in uh, uh, during Lent about the prodigal son and just talked about the prodigal father, you know, that prodigal meaning waste, you know, wasteful. And the father is wastefully loving, you know, he just loves and loves when it's not even received well. And, you know, to be that kind of prodigal giver, you know, that kind of wasteful giver that says, I, can't, I, I don't count it, you know, for myself. I just love giving it. Right. I, I think that's the widow in this instance. Ridiculously generous. I love yeah. the phrase. And if you have a story of how you have become ridiculously generous, or if you're striving after it, maybe have some questions about how to continue in that 
uh, please give us a call. Love to hear from you. 888-914-9149. 888-914-9149. Or send us an email, innerlife at relevantradio.com. We're going to take another short break, but we'll be back with more right after this. Looking for a new job? How about one that offers you opportunities for spiritual, social, and charitable growth? Our sponsor, the Catholic Order of Foresters, is hiring new agents today. Visit relevantradio.com slash forester, an Illinois life insurance society, not available in all states. the inner life on relevant radio we are grateful then that's what we're talking about today in fact we are grateful for all sorts of things i'm grateful that you're listening to the program i'm grateful to nick sentovich our producer i'm grateful for to thomas angusser for screening the calls and i am grateful to father michael martin who's our spiritual director today as we're talking about gratitude and specifically we're focusing on gratitude and how it feeds generosity how we become less self-focused and more giving of what we have father we talked um it's some great uh some great advice some great conversation around being generous specifically with our material resources and uh i love the phrase ridiculously generous that is that is sticking with me and that's going to be with me at least throughout the day so thank you for that yeah and uh but i'm also aware cognizant of um one of the things that we can be very selfish about, maybe even not knowing it, not recognizing it, is our time. Um, how are the ways, what are some of the ways that we can be selfish with our, with our time? And then how can we, again, turn into being more generous with our time? You know, again, um, uh, time is uh, in some ways somewhat, you know, arbitrary. You know, we, we've We've measured it down into these segments, and um, we've we've determined that certain segmented amounts are um, are what you know we give to this or that. I mean, if you think about like mass is an hour, you know, like that is so arbitrary when you think about it. Um, And then we have to fit it into that into that way of seeing it. So I would say first and foremost, um, let's just be careful about um, some of the arbitrary designations that we have um, uh, given to, to, to the very linear understanding of time. The second thing I would say is that, um, you know, we're, we're giving of ourselves and being present is, is far more uh, the sort of the measuring stick, not how long I'm present, but how present am I? I am so taken by the um, the ways in which we have struggled more recently as a culture, given the ubiquitous nature of uh, technology, to to stay present, to not be distracted into um, into being somewhere else when we really should just uh, be in that moment, and so. I would say, you know, asking ourselves, how present am I when I'm, um, you know, visiting my mother-in-law, you know, like, or am I in the corner on my phone, you know? So I, I think the quality of our presence is something that we should reflect upon as well. And lastly, I would just say that um, those of us, you know, I think sometimes first responders are like this or medical professionals, certainly as a, as a priest, 
or religious, you know, our time um, is it's not our own all the time, you know, that we're, we're sort of on call at time. And sure, do I try and take a day off? Yes, I do. Do I put my phone on Do Not Disturb? Yes, I do. And it's on Do Not Disturb right now. So, you know, so I can be fully present here. And so making choices that are good, you know, um, for the good of yourself, that, I don't think that that's selfish in any way, shape or form. But um, realizing that every time I give of my, my time, uh, I find there is some way in which God turns that into a blessing, um, hopefully, I think for the other, but I find myself blessed by it. And so I, I just, uh, again, when we're counting, nah, we're, we're missing the mark. Mm -hmm. But when we're giving of our time, it's amazing how much more time comes back our way. That's right. just my experience. I can be, you know, limited, but obviously. No, well, I, I, I appreciate the thoughts, especially in uh, an image that you mentioned the building bigger barns uh, earlier in the program, and that typically is used to designate you know, material resources and that sort of thing. But yeah, we can build time barns as well. You know, we can right. say, I, I'm, I'm going to set up aside this time, and this is going to be only for me. Right. You know, and that those barns tend to grow if we're not careful with right. that. So let's uh, let's take another phone call. We've got John, who's been waiting patiently in Carlsbad, California. John, thanks for waiting. Thanks for calling in. Okay. That, well, thanks for this program. Um, I uh, I've gotten a, a ton from you, Father, uh, in your comments this morning, um, and I just wanted to give a comment about ways that we become grateful. Um, I've had a number of uh, situations in my life um, where I could have responded in a negative or become very bitter kind of way, uh, but because of my faith, you know, uh, my thoughts about it were, okay, Lord, I think you're trying to get my attention here. What do you want me to listen to? And number one, uh, and number two, what do you want me to learn? Um, what lessons can I learn from this experience? Um, and I'll just give you a, a concrete example. Um, I'm in the process of being um, diagnosed for prostate cancer. Uh, and, you know, for a lot of people, you just hear the word cancer and you're, you know, you, you get all sweaty or something, you know. Um, and uh, for me, I, I've sensed over time that this could be coming on and I finally decided to do something. But um, the point is, I feel God has been with me the whole time. He's with us all every day, every moment of every day. And therefore, uh, you know, there's nothing that can happen to us that's so terrible that he's going to turn his back and say, okay, buddy, good luck. Um, so, um, so I feel grateful, first of all, that I have that relationship with him and that he will guide my response to the things that happen in my life. And that's John, pretty much all I have to say. John, thanks so much uh, for calling and for, for sharing that and know that we're praying that uh, the Lord uh, walks with you through this diagnosis and um, whatever treatment uh, might be prescribed. And I, I would just say to you that you know that attitude that you're uh, that you're embracing is uh, is spot on. You know, and you you said at the beginning you said you know it's it's how we respond, and isn't that so much of life? I I would I would add to that that. Some of our ability to to be uh, generous and to, and for gratitude is how we respond when people are grateful to us. I, I know um, 
I, I've had trouble with this in my own life, you know, at times when uh, people have said thank you and I've tried to dismiss it. Oh, it's nothing or, you know, you know, and or try and redirect it some way. And um, I've tried a little better by simply just saying, um, yeah, I, I thank you. You know, thank you for, for the thanks. You know, I, I appreciate that. Yes. And, and to accept it, to accept the gratitude of others is an act of humility as well. And so uh, how we respond uh, is, is really uh, key and praying for your, your health there, John. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. We join in that as well, John. And don't uh, don't forget to call in for the Chaplet of Divine Mercy at three o'clock with Drew or the Family Rosary Across America, which tonight is going to be hosted by Father Simon at 7 p.m. Central. So, uh, yeah, give us give us a call and, and we'll we'll even get more prayer support for you. But it sounds like John is sitting on some pretty solid ground there with recognizing that the Lord is always with us and being grateful in all circumstances. Father, only a little bit of time left here before we ask you for your uh, for your blessing as well. But um, I'm, I guess I just want to hear from you one more time uh, about the relationship between gratitude and generosity. Maybe one thing that uh, you would recommend that we take from the program that uh, moves us forward in both. Yeah, I I would um, I would just say you know to take a look at our lives and recognize the things that have been given us um, over which we've had no say, you know, and whether that be from our ancestors or whether that be from the earth or whether that be from. Um, you know, God and creating us with a certain personality that the more we acknowledge that, you know, and, you know, it's, it's funny, um, uh, in particular, when you look at physical attributes, you know, and say, uh, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm six foot one and I don't have to, in a crowd, I can usually see, whereas somebody that's five, four, might have a tough time seeing in a crowd. It's not, no, no credit of mine, I just, God gave me, you know, gave me that grace. It's a little tough in, in, uh, you know, in airplanes, but I'd rather be, be five too. But, um, but I, I, I do think that our ability to take that time to see what we've been giving that we had nothing to do with Amen. and to be grateful for that is powerful. Amen to that, Father. Thank you. May we have your blessing, please, Father. Certainly. Gracious God who gives so much, we are so grateful for this time spent in your name. Bless us as we continue to cultivate a spirit of gratitude which will foster the generosity that you've created us for. Bless us in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Father Michael Martin has been our spiritual director. Coming up tomorrow, um, my friend that I mentioned at the top of the show has struggled with the new atheism. That's what we're talking about tomorrow, responding to the new atheism. So join us for that. Grace and peace.